God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, well, we were going to talk about that press conference. And uh, there's a lot of things that happened yesterday. And uh, a couple of things are actually quite good. The filibuster uh, was intact. And the voting rights bill was shot down in the Senate. So... That's uh, a victory for the Patriots. And they call it voting rights. They call it voting rights, Bill, but it's the exact opposite. Because every time they disenfranchise your vote, it's a deterioration of voting rights. You know, I, I scratch my head trying to think, you know, these Arizona students, for example, they're so bent out of shape about voting rights. And I'm thinking to myself, if someone would just stand up and ask these people, these kids, what law is on the books that would prevent you from voting today? What law? Where's the law? What is standing in your way from voting? Just ask them that question. What is stopping you from voting? And don't tell me about all these people that have all these problems that can't vote. They're the same people that have everything else they need, but they somehow, this whole idea of an ID to vote is is discrimination. So we have a clip that we're going to play from uh, Ben Carson about that. And... Uh, and then now Jim Jordan, you know, is coming out with the uh, wind to his back with all these losses that Joe Biden has sustained and doesn't have a lot to show for it. His press conference was god-awful. Uh, we're going to listen to uh, some fallout. Some uh, We're going to also listen to some clips from uh, Joe Biden. But the highlight of my day yesterday was 
when Boris Johnson from England basically said he's going to put a stop to the vaccine mandates. And I think that since it is the case that the United States is no longer leading the world in any way, stretch, in any way, shape, or form, we look to other countries for leadership. And that's just what you do when a vacuum is there and a vacuum needs to be filled. And right now we have a complete crazy dude in the White House thanks to a rigged election and a turning our country into a banana republic. We're so much better. We're so much cap- more capable than what we've what we've do- what we've done in the last couple of years in the last year. Dr. Fauci is saying we're just in the beginning stages of the pandemic. Just the beginning, the stage one. I couldn't believe it with my eyes when I when I couldn't believe my ears when I heard. So the United Kingdom Prime Minister Boris Johnson drops COVID rules. The government will no longer mandate the wearing of face masks anywhere. We will no longer require face masks in classrooms. We will trust the judgment of the British people and no longer criminalize anyone who chooses not to wear one. Thank goodness. Holy day. And we're going to take a listen to this. The wearing of face The government will no longer mandate the wearing of face masks anywhere. Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, from, from tomorrow, from tomorrow, we will no longer require face masks in classrooms, and the Department, and the Department for Education will shortly remove national guidance uh, on their use in communal areas. In the country at large, we will continue to suggest the use of face coverings in enclosed or crowded spaces, particularly when you come into contact with people you don't normally meet, but we will trust the judgment of the British people and no longer criminalize anyone who chooses not to wear one. Wow, that's a bold statement. Man, do we wish we had a leader like that. Don't we? Don't we, everybody? We do. We certainly do. You know, Robbie Starbuck, he wrote, Joe Biden asked what Republicans are for today. That's what Joe Biden was asking. What are Republicans for today? Since he's confused, Robbie Starbuck came up with a nice little list. Energy independence equals cheaper gas. Ban China from owning U.S. farmland. Hold China accountable for COVID. End the opioid crisis. Rural infrastructure. Break up big tech. Secure our border. Put America first. Election integrity. Medical freedom. Parental rights. School choice. End mandates. Free speech. Fund police. And ban the CRT. But apparently, Dr. Fauci didn't get the memo. 
So Fauci warns there are five stages in the pandemic and we are still in stage one. Let's take a listen. And when the word endemic is used in different contexts, when I talk about the pandemic, I put it into five phases, the truly pandemic phase where the whole world is really very negatively impacted as we are right now. Then there's the deceleration of the pandemic. Then there's control. Then there's elimination and eradication. I think if you look at the history of infectious diseases, we've only eradicated one infectious disease in man, and that's smallpox. That's not going to happen with this virus. When you talk about whether or not Omicron, because it's a highly transmissible, but apparently not as pathogenic, for example, as Delta, I would hope that that's the case, but that would only be the case if we don't get another variant that eludes the immune response to the prior variant. For example, we were fortunate that Omicron, although it is highly transmissible, nonetheless is not as pathogenic, but the sheer volume of people who are getting infected overrides that rather less level of pathogenicity. So I really do think, uh, Francine, that it is an open question as to whether or not Omicron is going to be the live virus vaccination that everyone is hoping for, because you have such a great deal of variability with new variants emerging. Wow. So what a guy, right? What a doom and gloom guy. Well, the good news is that his days are going to be numbered because the pressure is getting to him. And uh, Jim Jordan is exposing the truth. And yesterday, big day yesterday on Capitol Hill, yesterday, Jim Jordan uh, gave this statement at a press conference with uh, um, a lot of different uh, Congress men and women standing behind him. Let's take a listen. Uh, two years ago this month, Dr. Fauci has put on notice that the virus most likely came from a lab that was doing gain-of-function research. He gets a letter uh, on January 31st, 10.32 p.m., 2020. He gets an email, excuse me, from Dr. Christian Anderson that says, the virus looks engineered, virus not consistent with evolutionary theory. Dr. Fauci goes into complete overdrive to cover this information up and not present it to the American people. He organizes a conference call the next day with Fauci, Collins, and 11 virologists from around the world on that call. Mr. Gary, Dr. Gary on that call says this, I don't know how this happens in nature, but it would be easy to do in a lab. Four days later, those people who express those sentiments start to change their position. They write a piece in Nature Medicine magazine on February 16th. It first gets published online. That piece is then cited on February 9th, 2020, in the now famous letter in The Lancet that becomes the gospel that this thing, according to Fauci and this group, didn't come from a lab. All that happens in 20 days. So they go from this thing looks engineered this thing is not consistent with evolutionary theory. This thing could not have happened in nature. This thing would be easy to do in a lab to completely change in their position. And here's the kicker. The two guys who said those things, Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gary, three months later get rewarded with an $8.9 million grant from Dr. Fauci to continue to do research on coronavirus. I mean, 
I, I, I think there's a couple obvious questions that should have been that, 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 that should have happened two years ago this month. Why didn't Dr. Fauci, when he first got put on notice that this was happening after that con- uh, conference call on February 1st, why didn't he notify the commander in chief? We have no evidence that he talked to the president of the United States. We have no evidence that he talked to any of his bosses. He spent the time trying to change the narrative. Dr. Fauci got a chance to edit the very article that became the basis for the letter in The Lancet, which as again, we all know, became the gospel that this couldn't have come from a lab according to these, these experts. So I think those are important questions. If in fact the American people put us back in charge, uh, this would be something that we will spend a great deal of time getting to the bottom of. I wanna thank my colleague, Ranking Member Comer, uh, for the letter that um, we put out last week that begins to highlight this and uncovered the redacted emails where we now know what Dr. Gary said when he said this thing had to have come from nature. So I think this is important. We will continue to work on this if uh, this year as much as we can. But again, the obvious question, I'll leave you with this. The obvious question is, why don't Democrats want to know this? Why don't they want to know how the virus started that has disrupted our lives for now almost a full two years? Why don't they want to know? Why don't they want to do the investigation? Why won't they call in these virologists Dr. Gary, Dr. Anderson, who initially said this thing came from a lab. They won't do it. That's a question that needs to be answered. Well, it's because they can't handle the truth. I don't know. They're hiding, right? They're, they're covering it up. Just like they don't want to know the truth about J6. That's why they don't want to have all the uh, new footages coming out about Ashley Babbitt. How she was talking with some of the people that ended up taking her life. Um, you know, there was no threat there. They knew who she was. She was talking like a civilized human being. And this video footage is coming out and all the family ones is for the 14,000 hours of video to be put out there. What What is the ancient Chinese secret? What is the top secret? What is it? What's the secret? Why is there a secret? This isn't a matter of national security. This is a matter of truth and justice. You know, these are not state secrets. And why is this guy, uh, Richard Bird, the guy who shot her, why is he not rotting in jail right now? It's disgusting. So, you got Fauci not getting the memo. You got Boris Johnson putting an end to this mandate thing. They've given up. They've said, you know what? It's not time. This social credit score system that we are trying to, you know, we're giving up all this equity to try to get this. There's an easier way to do it. Maybe we just sell the idea and bring it up for a vote. It'll never pass, but, you know, they'd have a better chance at at being straight up with the with the uh, people than to try to jam it through the back door. Square peg, round hole. And we're starting to see this all over the place. Corporations are bailing on the administration. They're bailing. The return on investment just isn't there for them. They were going to cooperate. They were going to act like they were woke. One, they're all a bunch of racist anyway. But they were going to act like they were woke. 
It's not about being afraid to be called a racist. Nobody cares. They've watered that term down to, to, to meaningless levels anyway. Someone calls me a racist and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. You're an eggplant. You're, you're a piece of uh, eggplant. That's what you are. I'm a racist. You're an eggplant. I got that from a movie, True Romance. But in any case, just name calling, you know, mudslinging. Yeah, we could sling mud with the best of them. If that's what we want to do. But rather get things done for the American people. Rather tell the truth. And right now, it's not fun and games because we got some rogue leader in the White House that shouldn't be there. He can't give a press conference to save his life. Just listen to Kellyanne Conway. Now you know why they don't let Biden do these press conferences. Uh, He didn't do well. He's arguing with reporters. He's arguing about his polling numbers, which are very clear. I mean, just today, Sean and Joe, Morning Consult Politico poll came out with a report card on Joe Biden. But it's not Joe Biden's report card on Joe Biden. It's America's. And 37% gave Joe Biden's first year in office an F. A combined 31% gave him an A or a B. That's important because it takes an awful lot for Americans to want to fail the president and the presidency. We live during these times. We want, we want the country to be prosperous and successful and intact and secure. And people just don't feel that. So for two hours today, Joe Biden reinforced why he's an unpopular president, why his polling numbers, according to the Gallup poll, 40 percent approve, 56 percent disapprove after one year is the lowest on record. Yes, lower than Donald Trump's, who did not have the mainstream media pushing for him, covering for him and, of course, voting for him. I would have asked the the media a different question, which is, do any of you regret voting for him? Do any of you regret covering up stories about his corrupt son? Do any of you regret not pushing him more on the policies and the issues and forcing him out of his Groundhog Day basement when he was campaigning or not campaigning? Because this this is what we have. And it's a serious point that his numbers have cratered among independents. Even CNN had to admit today, Sean, that among independents, Joe Biden at this point a year ago was over 60 percent. He's now at 33 percent approval. Among Democrats, he was at 98 percent one year ago. He's at 82. So the attrition is not just right wingers and conservatives and people who don't like poor Joe Biden. It's all around. Now, America also Some of them believe he's incapacitated, but even a higher number believe that he's incompetent. And I think the incompetence measure is the most durable one because it is a reflection on the entire Democratic Party. Um, Until we change the policies and until we change the president, this country is not going to get back on the track where they were. They miss the policies. They miss that America first agenda and accomplishments that you ran through because people felt more secure, more prosperous and that they had more opportunity. They had more faith in the office of the president. That's really well said. And, uh, you know, she's not kidding when she talks about Joe Biden really making a fool out of himself. Um, and in a day where Great Britain has moved on from these mandates and this feckless leadership and this Fauciism, um, there were so many defeats for, uh, for uh, Joe Biden yesterday. You know, Cambry writes, boom, Biden election, Biden's election overhaul bill has been defeated by the Senate. 
And Representative Jim Jordan said, if the filibuster is a Jim Crow relic, then why did Joe Biden rely on it uh, on it time and time again when he was in the Senate? Stephen Miller writes, there is no Democratic voter rights bill in D.C. It does not exist. It has never existed. It is not being voted on. There is only legislation making it easier to vote under a false identity, harvest illegal ballots, vote as a non-citizen, or to otherwise penetrate criminal fraud. That, that, that's what the voter rights bill is all about. It's about voter fraud. Because the Democrats know that they can't win without fraud. What what law is on the books that's preventing anyone from voting right now? Black people know this. They need to speak up, though, more and more. You know, like Ben Carson. Let's take a listen to what Ben Carson has to say about this voter rights bill. It kind of requires some type of identification now. And, uh, of course, uh, voter ID is not racist. And I think uh, the polls have demonstrated that 70 to 80 percent of the American population believe that. So, uh, as Senator Blackburn was saying, I think sometimes the policies that we're hearing coming from this administration are in an alternate universe. It just doesn't uh, congeal with uh, reality. And I think they're making a mistake by believing that the American people are so simple that you can simply say something and, and they won't believe their eyes. They'll listen to you. We hear you, Dr. Carson. You know, Senator Joe Manchin said we already have laws to make sure people have voting rights, Senator Blackburn. We know that there's a procedural vote going on right now about getting rid of the filibuster to enact vote reform. The Senator Manchin is saying we're not going to obstruct people from voting. That's not going to happen. So your reaction to that, because Senator Joe Manchin and Senator Sinema are getting slammed as racist over this. Yes, and what we have to realize is that the American people and indeed the Tennesseans that I'm talking to say make it easier to vote, harder to cheat. That is important. That's what they want to see. But all of this is about blowing up the filibuster, blowing up the rules of the Senate, blowing up the rule of law so that the Democrats can do what Barack Obama said they wanted to do which is to radically transform this country. They have a very narrow window. They know they're going to lose the elections in November. So what are they doing? They are ready to say, okay, we're going to blow up the filibuster so we can do the Green New Deal, so that we can pack the courts, so we can do D.C. statehood, so we can raise your taxes. That is not what the American people are wanting. And this is why, Liz, you're seeing this resistance his polling numbers are are worse for him every single day. Right. Obviously, they don't show those numbers to him. Yeah, we got CBS, half the country, Dr. Carson, saying he's making the wrong decisions on key issues, key issues making the pandemic worse, making the economy worse. Uh, half of the uh, voters in a Politico new poll, Dr. Carson, saying that he's not, quote, not mentally fit to lead. That's brutal stuff. He's at the, that's the lowest job approval besides President Trump since JFK. So, you know, we've got we have, you know, these comments coming out of the Democrats like Hakeem Jeffries of New York saying Democrats federal elections takeover bill is inspired by Hugo Chavez. That's what he said today, Dr. Carson. And you know, by, so by the way, Obama, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Chuck Schumer, 
Biden, Kamala Harris, all supported the filibuster. This is like crazy town what we're dealing with right now. Well, the, the hypocrisy is palpable. And I think that's what the American people are responding to. As I said, they're not stupid by any stretch of the imagination. And you look at the way that, that COVID that's exactly what we've handled. been saying. I mean, it's very obvious that it's becoming more attenuated, the virus, much weaker. Uh, yet it still confers uh, immunity against uh, some of the previous strains. That's a that's a wonderful thing, actually. Uh, they're not grasping that. They're not dealing with natural immunity. And, of course, the reason they won't deal with natural immunity is because it eliminates the uh, compulsion to inject everybody with this virus. So uh, they're not going to recognize anything that gets in the way of that. All right. And then uh, I just uh, got a uh, from Idaho John said, let's not forget that England just passed the vaccine passports for every citizen. The globalists take three steps forward and give you two steps back and say they fought for you. Boris Johnson is just another criminal. Of course, I agree 100 percent. So you feel like, oh, wow, you're allowing me to like, you know, sneeze without a penalty. You're allowing me to walk and have, be free without a mask, without a penalty. Wow, I can't believe, you know, how great this is that I'm allowed to walk outside of my home and walk down the street without being harassed by a cop. The same police that don't do anything to the thuggery and the, and the, the violent crime, but yet they'll break into somebody's house over a J6, uh, January 6th uh, infiltration, the FBI will. Or they'll break into your house if you're throwing a party of too many people uh, because of COVID protocols. Regardless, either way, you know, it's uh, it's uh, Gestapo time. But it's true. It's true. The people are cheering Boris Johnson, saying, hey, he redeemed himself. When in fact, he actually got that golden nugget, didn't he? Because that's what it was all about to begin with. I've always said I would be more inclined. I, I, I've never taken the vaccine. But I would be more inclined to take that vaccine if there wasn't such a threat on the back end of it. You know, when Joe Biden was talking about, you know, uh, how many millions of people now in America have taken the jab. It wasn't willingly. It was you either lose your job and you go on skid row or you take this jab. It was coercion to the worst degree. And so he's got this number and he's trying to sell it to the corporations to have them double down on the vaccine passports, which ultimately become the social credit score systems where they evaluate whether you're a good line of credit or not based on your political beliefs. And if they disagree with you, they censor you into submission or compliance. The banks, you can't get that mortgage on that house. Ezra Levant said this about the Royal Bank of Canada. And Mike Lindell said this about the Minnesota Savings and Trust. 
you know? They're being victimized by their political beliefs. All because of orange man bad. And all all Trump was was the greatest president we've ever had. Trump was one of the presidents that kept his promises. Promises made, promises kept. And President Trump, you know, had a different approach to things. And he discarded political uh, or political sensitivities, political correctness, I should say. That was the word I was looking for. But here we are. So I want to read more of these tweets. So five times August says, imagine working at Starbucks, not wanting the vaccine, then complying with the policy in order to keep your job, then finding out today that they no longer require you to have the vaccine. Huh. Voting and elections bill blocked by Republican filibuster as Democrats push to change Senate rules on the filibuster so that they can get the voter fraud bill. Benny writes, Benny Johnson writes, damage Joe Biden did in one press conference, kicked off war with a nuclear, kicked, kicked off war with a nuclear power, called America, American elections illegitimate, slandered fellow Democrats as racists, said he does not believe polls, bragged about supply shortages, and called his presidency amazing. You know, that was a, a shocker to me as well. And uh, I wrote this one. NCA punted regarding trans when competing in women's athletics. They will adhere to each sport's global governing bodies. That was a new thing that happened yesterday as well. So Molly Hemingway put together a really good thread. She says, in press conference, Joe Biden says, it's been a year of progress bragging about vaccination, job creation, unemployment, child poverty, new business applications, etc. Claims working people got a raise. Acknowledges frustration and fatigue, which he blames not on his policies or governing approach, but on Omicron. Joe Biden says he should have done more testing earlier in his administration, but that they were working on it now. Advertises government site advertises government site that will reportedly get you tests, mailing them out a week or two after you request them. Says COVID, we're in a better place than we've been, clearly better than a year ago. Says schools should stay open. So these are the talking points of the things that were covered in the, uh, we're going to play some clips and they're going to blow your mind as to how illegitimate upstairs Joe Biden really truly is. Acknowledges that supply chain problems, but claims that there has not been a crisis and that shelves were stocked thanks to his action. You're imagining that those shelves are empty is what he's telling you. You're just imagining this. Claims that his policies are reducing prices of key items. You know, he also said something about people have gotten a raise this year. 
Yeah, but he's discounting people also are got a pay cut too because of the inflation. If the inflation goes up to 7%, but you get a raise of 4, 3%, you're, you're still in a net deficit of 4%. Your money goes 4% less. The first reporter lists some of the country's major problems, gently asks Joe Biden, did you overpromise what you could achieve and how do you plan to uh, course correct? And Joe Biden said, why are you such an optimist? Biden responds, I did not anticipate such a stalwart effort to make sure he didn't get anything done. Name one thing there. They are for, Biden says, of the Republicans. And of course, we just read that Robbie Starbucks list of things that the conservatives are for. An ABC reporter says it's not the GOP, but his own party who is blocking his legislative goals right now. Do you need to be more realistic and scale down the priorities to get something passed? And he says no. So let's take a listen to some of these clips from Joe Biden. This is a painful one to listen to. So Biden freezes up and loses his train of thought multiple times in a matter of two minutes. So let's take a listen. Well, that could school reopenings or closures become a potent midterm issue for Republicans to win back the suburbs? Oh, I think it could be, but I hope in God that they're, uh, that, look, maybe I'm kidding myself, but as time goes on, the voter who is just trying to figure out, as I said, how to take care of their family, put three squares on the table, stay safe, be able to pay their mortgage or their rent, et cetera, uh, has, is becoming much more informed on the um, come on the motives of um, some of the political players and some of the uh, and the political parties, and I think that they are not going to be as susceptible to believing some of the outlandish things that have been said and continue to be said. You know, every every president, not necessarily in the first 12 months, but every president in the first couple of years, most every president, excuse me, of the last presidents, at least four of them, have had polling numbers that are 44% favorable. So it's this idea that, but you all, not you all, but now it is, well, Biden's it, one poll showed him at 33 percent. The average is 44, 45 percent. One poll him at 49 percent. I mean, the idea that um, the American public are trying to sift their way through what's real and what's and what's fake. And I don't think as uh, I've never seen a time when the political coverage, the, the choice of what political coverage. Wow. 
I give up, right? He, and you should see the liberals who were uh, responding to that post in defense of Joe Biden said it's nice that, that we have a president that thinks before he speaks. They think that that is thinking before you're speaking. That is, that is not connecting the brain synapses. And that is a dysfunctional man who can't string sentences together went on his own. It, it can't be stage fright. He's been doing this for 50 years as a public speaker. It's not like he doesn't have the practice. This is not his first time at the rodeo. What is going on with Joe Biden upstairs that he can't connect the sentences or the thoughts? That's a bit of a motor skill issue if I've ever seen one. So Grace Panetta writes, and there it is. The vote to change the filibuster rules for this legislation fails 52 to 48. And that is good news. Manu Raju says, Manchin votes with Republicans and officially scuttles the Dem effort to change filibuster rules. Cinema breaks with her party as well and sides with the GOP. Thank goodness for them. Although, I'll never forgive them for impeaching our president. They threw, do, they threw a blind eye to due process when they did that. And anybody who f- throws a blind eye to due process doesn't respect the rules, rules of law or justice, fair justice and is playing games with politics and should never be forgiven. So Benny writes this. He he reports an Associated Press uh, article. Big voting bill faces defeat as two Democrats won't stop filibuster. So therefore, the voting bill is defeated because they didn't stop the filibuster. So that would mean that you would need 60 votes. So why bother even putting it on the floor? So Biden's effort to federalize elections has been blocked by a Republican filibuster in a sharp setback for him and his fellow Democrats. Sorry, Brandon. And Benny Johnson writes, Breaking Biden voter fraud forever bill officially dead in the Senate. Down in flames. Biden and the Democrat Party are finished. And also, Joe Biden admits that Russia will be able to prevail over time if it invades Ukraine. Isn't that giving Putin a green light? Saying, you'll prevail, don't worry. You'll get what you want. They first got Crimea under uh, Hussein, Obama, uh, and and now they're going to get Ukraine under Biden. What? And they they talk about they talk about Trump being in bed with Putin, which is the furthest thing from the truth. And yet, look what they're giving Putin. Look at what they give him, because Putin has the goods on all their dirty politics. Because there is so much fleecing of. Black weapon, black market weapons deals in Ukraine, 
It wasn't even funny. So Biden, you want to go to another hour or two? Reporters, yes. And the Biden uh, response is, I'm going to give you another 20 minutes. President, if- folks. <clears throat> okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, guys. We've only gone an hour and 20 minutes. I'll keep going. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. Let me get, Let me get something straight here. How long are you guys ready to go? You want to go for another hour or two? Okay. I'm going to go. I tell you what, folks. Uh, I'm going to go another 20 minutes to a quarter of. Okay? President. Well, it would be funny if he gave press conferences more frequently. He's given less press conferences than any, any leader in recent memory. Uh, This is his 10th press conference. Uh, Donald Trump gave 21 at the same time. So here's one where Biden completely snaps and yells at a a reporter like an old dementia patient when he gets called out for slandering Americans who don't support his federal takeover of elections as segregationists. Let's take a listen. One more, sir. Um, you know, you talk, you campaigned and, and you ran on a return to civility. And I know that you dispute the characterization that you called folks who would oppose those voting bills um, as being Bull Connor or George Wallace. But you said that they would be sort of in the, the same camp. No, uh, I didn't say that. Look what I said. Go back and read what I said and tell me. If you think I called anyone who voted on the side of the position taken by Bull Connor, that they were Bull Connor. And that is an interesting reading of English. You, you, I assume you got in the, in the journals because you like to write. So did you expect that that would work with Senators Manchin or, or Cinema? Um, no, here's argument? the thing. There's certain things that are so consequential. You have to speak from your heart as well as your head. I was speaking out forcefully on what I think to be at stake. That's what it is. And by the way, no one, no one forgets who was on the side of King or Verse on or Bull Connor. No one not done that. The history books will note it. And when I was making the case, don't think this is a freebie. You don't get to vote this way, and then somehow it goes away. This will be stick with you the rest of your career and long after you're gone. So, you know, there's a picture of Joe Biden hand in glove with uh, cheering and, and adoring Senator Robert Byrd from West Virginia, who was a Ku Klux Klan member. Uh, there's George Wallace, the governor of Alabama, that was the Democrat that stood in the doorway to block integration. Jefferson Davis fought against the first the Republican Party's first president, Abraham Lincoln, for, and fought for slavery on the side of advocating for slavery. You know, if it wasn't for the Republicans, uh, who, who knows where we would be? But it's the Democrats that want to segregate all the time. And Black Lives Matter is no different. They want to segregate. And they support that. They support the fascists that call themselves Antifa. 
and that is centralized authority, federal, federal government takeover. Censorship, segregation. No, the uh, Democrats' civil rights legislation has failed minorities in America. And they've divided America, uh, not uh, with, with uh, open borders. You know, and it's the middle class that has to fight every day against the thuggery and the crime that's rising, the criminals that are invading our country. Not the people up in Beverly Hills. Not the people behind the gated communities. But the people that are living amongst, you know, everyday lives. The people that are living in their lives in everyday USA are having to share their schools, their burden with People that aren't even citizens, their votes are being watered down. Every time a person comes over and votes illegally, it takes away your vote. So Terry from Arkansas says, those idiots forget Crimea voted to join Russia, leave Ukraine. That is true. But it still does not give Russia the right to invade Ukraine. And it was what Russia did after... um, Sochi Olympics was they made an aggressive move to take over more and more land. And Georgia's under threat and other countries in the surrounding area are in constant conflict, Chesnia. Um, a lot of those countries, you know, they shouldn't be having the oil pipeline, the Nord Stream 2 going down into Georgia weakening, creating leverage over NATO, weakening NATO, strengthening Russia financially. But this conflict in Ukraine, there's a lot of Ukrainians that are pro-Russia. There's a lot of corruption in Ukraine, but that does not make it right to do it the way they're doing it. And the other part of it is that Putin is going into these places when he knows that he can get away with it. And Trump definitely would not have supported uh, that statement that uh, Joe Biden made regarding that. So Benny writes, not one question about the American border, but 41,726 questions about Ukraine's border. This is why D.C. is poison. So Peter Ducey, after refusing to call on him, you always ask me the nicest questions, is what Biden said to Peter Ducey. Let's take a listen. How many more hours am I doing this? I'm happy to stick around. You always ask me the nicest questions. I know you do. All right. None of them make a lot of sense to me, but I... Well, let's let's try away. Come on. New year. Uh, Why are you trying so hard in your first year to pull the country so far to the left? Well, I'm not. 
I don't know what you consider to be too far to the left. If, in fact, we're talking about making sure that we had the money for COVID, making sure we had the money to put together the bipartisan infrastructure, making sure we were able to provide for those things that, in fact, would significantly reduce the burden on working class people, but make them they have to continue to work hard. I don't know how that is pointed to the left. If you may recall, I, uh, you guys have been trying to convince me that uh, I am uh, um, Bernie Sanders. I'm not. I like him, but I'm not Bernie Sanders. I'm not a socialist. I'm a mainstream Democrat, and I have been. And mainstream Democrats have overwhelmed. If you notice, the 48 of the 50 uh, Democrats supported me in the Senate on virtually everything I've asked. Yeah, but that that's because they rubber stamp everything. The Democrats stick together. It's not because uh, of his policies are so good. Um, here's James Rosen, Joe Biden, on why he thinks people are concerned about the, his mental fitness. I have no idea. Let's hear, hear what James Rosen's question. I like James Rosen. I'd like James to raise Rosen. a delicate subject, uh, but with utmost respect for your life accomplishments and the high office you hold. A poll released this morning by Politico Morning Consult found 49% of registered voters disagreeing with the statement, Joe Biden is mentally fit. Not even a majority of Democrats who responded uh, strongly affirmed that statement. Well, let you all make the judgment whether they're correct. Well, so the question I have for you, sir, if you'd let me finish, is... Why do you suppose such large segments of the American electorate have come to harbor such profound concerns about your cognitive fitness? Thank you. I have no idea. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'd like to raise that. That was a great question, though. You got to admit, right? Great question. Oh, absolutely. So Jeff Carlson is one of the uh, researchers out there that I really enjoy. And um, he's sort of like going down the path of, uh, um, he's sort of going down the path of Project Veritas and uh, also Jim Jordan. But he says scientists who are instrumental to COVID-19 natural origins narrative received over $50 million in NIAID, and, you know, basically NIAID. So uh, this was aid directly given to them by Dr. Fauci. And this is according to the funding in 2020 and 2021. $50 million was doled out to the scientists who were instrumental in the narrative that COVID-19 came from natural origins, bats, or, you know, natural. And like Jim Jordan said, and we played the clip in the very, very beginning of the show today, he was saying basically that uh, there were scientists that said they don't know how this could be a natural origin virus. It has, it, it looks like it was man-made. And then they changed their mind. And once they changed their mind, they got paid off. 
by Dr. Fauci. Basically, just with a stroke of a pen and your tax dollars, buying the narrative that served his purpose. And how many people got rich off of this? Not just the millions from the aid that was sent out. Not just that. But how about the stock investments, the portfolio? You know, uh, Dr. Fauci has a $10 million portfolio. They're looking into that now. You know, he said to one of the senators that he called a moron, um, he said that they... uh, he said that he said that uh, they were they were that his financial records were open public, but nobody knew nobody knew what they were, and here we are now we're finding out about his stock options and his investments, and I I guarantee you we're going to find insider trading, you know inside information, you know knowing where the funding is going, and then eventually. Getting in early with that privileged information. And that's uh, where we are with this. Uh, There's one other uh, report before we head out of Dodge today. It's in Canada, though, and it says not one corpse has been found in the mass grave of indigenous children in Canada. The whole story, it seems, was concocted to stir up hatred against Christians and stoke outrage. And guess what? It succeeded. That's the sad truth. And that's the kind of politics that's being played here in America as well. You know, this whole thing about reparations and this old BS. Also, the Federalist wrote, it doesn't matter that voters hate Biden if Democrats can rig the election. And in, in Hong Kong, Chinese emblem was the Chinese emblem was placed on the legislative council. So China's making their move, just like Russia's making theirs, under the watch of Joe Biden and the weak and feckless West. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Uh, One of the uh, areas that we're going to be focused on in the next week is BlackRock. We're going to be covering BlackRock, and uh, it's amazing when we when we peel this onion uh, together uh, what BlackRock is about. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we're doing our investigation on that. So with that, be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for the latest podcast, and we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. I grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there